Is it sinful to watch sin on a screen? This is a huge discussion ignited by a very specific question from a young man, a regular podcast listener who writes in to say this. Hello, Pastor John. I live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thank you for your lifelong commitment to the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. My question is about the sin of taking God's name in vain, of saying OMG, but really saying it. Interpreting the third commandment and applying it brought a lot of conflict to my childhood with my father. He and I both agreed it is always sinful for each of us to take the Lord's name in vain. Where we disagreed and still do is whether or not the taking of the Lord's name in vain disqualifies a movie, television show, music track, or any other entertainment from the diet of the Christian. This would, of course, have major ramifications. As a teen, I often said my father was being legalistic here on his wide application of the third commandment to media. I've said the display of this sin was not an endorsement of it by the viewer. This remains a sore spot in our relationship today. So my question is whether you think it is sinful to consume media that happens to include God's name being taken in vain. This train left the station 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, yeah. He's, and he's roaring down the track mm. about 250 miles an hour. Yeah. And I don't mean simply the obvious fact that movies and TV shows long ago forsook the God of the Ten Commandments and the God of the New Testament, who didn't just say, don't take the Lord's name in vain. He also said, let there be no filthiness, Mm. nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. And he said, that that was Ephesians 5, 4, and he said, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for upbuilding, as fits the occasion, that it may minister grace to those who hear, Ephesians 4, 29. And the standard is way, way higher then don't take the name of the Lord in vain. And Colossians 3.8, that was 4.29, Ephesians 4.29, here's Colossians 3.8, put away obscene talk from your mouth. So that train, that train left the station. I'm talking about not just that the train of forsaking such a God left the station. I'm talking about the fact that people, Christians, are on the train. Most Christians yeah. today are on the train. Hmm. Every screen, it seems, is now playing in every corner of every car, and everybody's watching the car, this train. Everybody's watching. Why? Because they're on the train. Hmm. That's what you do on the train. We have computers. We have TVs. We have cable. We have big flat screens on the wall. That's what they're for. What else can you do? You're on the train. So I don't have any illusion that what I say here will have much effect on the train and what you do on the train. Uh, My modest hope is that a few people might be moved to consider being crazy and countercultural enough to think that a great life of joy and fruitfulness is possible without being on the train. Of course, the short answer to the question is that it is not a sin to hear God's name taken in vain. God hears it a billion times a day. 
and sees every sin committed on the planet the most outrageous, gross, unjust, wicked, defiled. He sees them all, and God never sins in seeing them. Jesus heard the Lord's name taken in vain. They called him a demon. That's not the issue. That's just not the issue. The, the, enjoy, the enjoyment of being entertained by sin is the issue. The enjoyment of being entertained by sin is the issue. I'll say it again. The enjoyment of being entertained by sin is the issue. Whether it's the sin of taking the Lord's name in vain or the sin of cocky, self-exalting arrogance, which seems to permeate everything, or the, or the sin of lust— and fornication and adultery and, and indecency and immodesty, which is virtually ubiquitous, or the sin of distortions of womanhood and manhood, or the sins of disrespecting parents, or the sins of drunkenness, or the sins of desiring to be rich, which Paul said we ought not to do, or the sins of dishonesty, or the sins of slandering with stereotypes, or the sins of simply profoundly ubiquitously ignoring and thus not glorifying or thanking God. Whatever the sins, the issue is, what does it say about our souls that we enjoy being entertained by them? If you say, well, I'm not, I'm not being entertained by, I'm not enjoying mm. being entertained by the sins of the story. They grieve me. But by other aspects of, of truth or excellence in the story and, and the way the story is presented, hmm, I would say, well, I'm certainly glad about that. And then I would say, you are an amazing person with capacities for purity and holiness far greater than mine. If, if you can over and over again be entertained by, uh, in your relaxed, amused, pleased state, by, by the enacting of sins that are not treated as sins, they're glorified, they're not treated as sins in the shows, but as acceptable and often preferable to righteousness. While not being defiled or shaped by those sins, you are an amazing person. I could wish for such holiness. Mm. But for most of us, it's just not going to work like that. If when we are tired and want to unwind from a good day's work, we settle in with some series or movie that we hope will be minimally offensive or crass or obscene, and then we're drawn into a suspenseful or interesting plot, and then scene after scene portrays a God-ignoring, man-exalting, sin-condoning, sex-distorting, marriage-weakening, maleness-mocking, femaleness trivializing, righteousness ridiculing, arrogance admiring worldview, we, we ordinary struggling saints who long for purity of heart and holiness and all the fruits of the Holy Spirit, we simply won't be able not 
to be entertained by sin and shaped in our minds and hearts by that very entertaining worldview. So God bless you if you are growing in holiness and purity of heart and mind and manner and mouth, and if you are being helped to love God and feel an urgency for the salvation of the lost, and if you are being taken deeper into prayer and into loving service to your church, and if you are being made more bold and more strong to stand against the destructive tides of our culture, and if the desire for God's Word is rising with greater passion because of your regular enjoyment of sin-soaked movies because you are not entertained by that, then carry on. But try to understand that for some of us who know the difference between the pursuit of grace-based holiness and legalism, in other words, <laughs> your dad may not just be operating out yeah, of legalism. Right. For, for those of us who really do know the difference between grace-based holiness and legalism, try to understand that we find that approach to entertainment and zeal for God a path that doesn't work for us. Our zeal for God and, and the gospel and gospel holiness just doesn't grow that way. Maybe, maybe my answer to the question has been frustrating. I understand that because uh, what our friend asked was, is it sinful to consume media where God's name is taken in vain, and my answer has been, take heed that you not be consumed. Mm, powerful. There's a ton to think about here, Pastor John. Thank you. And thank you for listening along. Be sure to subscribe to Ask Pastor John in your favorite podcast app or in YouTube to get the latest episodes as they are released. And for our archive of episodes or to send in your own question, go to desiringgod.org forward slash John. Next up, how should we look back on our life regrets? Big regrets, small regrets, medium regrets. We all have regrets of various sizes. So what do we do with them? I'm your host, Tony Ranke. We'll see you on Monday.